it's not easy when you're serving God and you want to do what he wants. It's not about me doing something for him, but what does he want to do with me? This is the unseen story. First-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When his love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to episode 21, Sayo's story. Precious pain. Okay, I'm Sayo, uh, actually Sayonora. People shortened it for me at high school. <laughs> at home, they call me Saya because uh, it was just Saya Nora. So they call me S-A-Y-A. That's the four letters, the first four letters. But when I went to school, in high school, they changed. I switched schools in the 10th and then they changed it to S-A-Y-O. Saya, if you want God to use you, it comes with a price. And so... When I, especially when I started reading about uh, um, Ezekiel and, uh, you know, just groveling in the dust and, and that caught my attention that I don't want to be there in that position, but I want God to use me because I see there is some, there's like a thread running through all the prophets and um, there is a kind of pain of some sort. So my pain, it started off, I started off writing about physical pain, but then God started le- leading me through the crevices of my mind to different kinds of pain from childhood to uh, right up to the physical pain, even just, you know, um, losing my dad when I was 13. And my mom had five kids, the youngest was six, and she just raised five kids without a husband. Um, my older brother was just 15. And so there was a lot of pain from childhood. And so God started taking me. And it's been like, it's been a healing process for me too. Not mm. not just for others, but by writing. it's It's just been healing me from the inside. It's only recently, I would say like um, seven years ago, probably close to eight years, when the arthritis, I... I suddenly developed arthritis overnight. Um, God started putting on my heart to um, that this was something that he was allowing in my life and for a purpose, and I need to do something with it. And so I couldn't figure out what he wanted me to do with it because it really put knocked me down literally on the bed where I needed my boy's help to flip over or Danny, somebody to come in take me to the bathroom or even to get my feet from the bed to the ground someone had to lift my feet and put it was quite bad (laughs) but God started speaking to me very specifically about people about situations about different things and um, yeah so and one of the important things that he asked me to do was to write down write down your stories right just write it down I'm putting you through this so you would experience me in a very close way so that when people are going through hurt when they are going through any kind a pain of any sort that they would be able to know that I'm very close to them in the process I'm being transformed it's not about you know that of course gives me so much of excitement and you know purpose to do more 
but then it's about transforming me to recognize the need around me and so there are a lot of stories like these which you know i've seen god um just use me if i'm willing there's some situations where you just cannot be healed you just have to learn to live with it and that's also part of god's plan and uh, i totally accepted that right in the beginning and i still believe that it's up to god if he wants to because if he's going to be more glorified while you are sick and you're honoring him and uh, more people are coming to know him because you of your response to your illness then you know you rather be sick so that's how i prayed i said if this is what you see in me that my response to my illness is bringing more people to trust you then i'd rather be sick but if it's going to uh, you know if my healing is going to bring more people to you then whatever it is so i kind of you know um got that straight in my head with god and especially with rheumatoid arthritis uh, the doctors just tell you there's no cure you just live with it and learn to cope um so i was willing to just go through that but there was a time when god really spoke to me very clearly that i will heal you completely in a week and i really don't know what that week means even now when i'm saying this i really don't know what that means but um i have written about this in the book during that particular week when the arthritis was really 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 bad my 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 knees were swollen my fingers i couldn't put straighten my fingers both my hands were just bent all my fingers were bent and even to lift a sheet over myself i had to just pick it up with the tips of my thumb and you know mm-hmm. and it was so bad and this is what god speaks to me and i was so excited and i know my boys also uh, i've seen them cry when they've seen me in pain and joel our second he said i don't know why you have to go to why isn't god doing something about it and uh, my boys really um went through a lot and uh, my youngest who's he was just 7 when this started and i just feel terrible that i couldn't be there for him and uh, you know just that emotional um aspect of you know even just hugging your kids and every time they came near me they were afraid that they might hurt me or step on something or bump into me accidentally and so um that was frustrating for me and uh, but the thing is the way god started um molding the boys through my illness and um helping them to trust him and pray so much more and um get to do chores around the house they literally took on the whole house cleaning cooking mop what name it and they did everything at home and um i mean it was hard for me to just watch them you know doing it because someone had to do it and i couldn't that particular week when i heard god say i will heal you completely in a week and uh, i mean it wasn't an audible voice or something but i sometimes see like a sentence you know just typed out or something it's just a sentence there i just see that and i woke up to this and i decided to just fast 24 hours let me do a 24 hour fast and see um i mean not that i wanted to be healed and that's why i was fasting but i wanted to hear god more clearly 
during that time. And uh, uh, it was surprising that I didn't get healed but in that week. But then um, after the fast, the next morning when I went to the kitchen and I was still in a lot of pain and God started speaking to me. He said, um, do you think you'll be fine if you had, you know, the best health? Is that all you need? And I thought to myself, that's not what, that's not all that I need right now because our finances were not great. And then the kids were, you know, the kids needed attention. There were so many things, so many things that there were needs. Not And if I was healthy, that was not it. There was so much more to it. And so I, I thought to myself, no, I don't think I would want to see my children hurting in some way. And if my health was like 100%, you know, good. So, and then immediately thoughts started rushing into my head. I know they were from God. So I'm going to heal your finances. I'm going to heal your children's hearts. I'm going to heal you. And a list of things started flowing through my head. It was, I sensed God speaking to me these things. And that week, the very next day, somebody just gave us a check of 50,000 rupees, which is a big deal in India. Nobody gives you 50,000 rupees just like that and say, this is for your family. And uh, that's a lot of money, in, you know, to if in India it would take care of. Like if it's groceries, you can go for the year with that or even like half a year with that. So someone gave that. And then the the day after that, our oldest was going through, you know, the teenage questions and struggles and all of that. And um, he suddenly broke down. So we just sat with him and he just cried maybe for an hour. We just sat with him, prayed and talked and listened to him. And that seemed to be like a turning point for him. Although he had a salvation experience much earlier and he was baptized, but there was something he was going through at like 14, 15, I think. And, uh, but then that turned out to be like a big turning point for him. And I could just connect all of this to that promise that God gave me just the two days before that. And it was finances. And I started seeing things happen, although my health wasn't restored. But, uh, but again, the health part of it, I feel that I'm not able to write when I'm well. <laughs> that's really funny but everyone thinks it's weird so I keep telling God don't let me go through pain to write give me ideas to write when I'm well but then God's always showing me that okay now you're well now try writing and the thoughts just don't come it just doesn't come because I'm not able to relive the experience of the pain and the experience of God's presence in my pain I'm not able to relive that and put my thoughts down so the health issues have improved so much but thoughts aren't flowing and then I could do whatever you want but I need to finish this chapter and what he does is give me pain that night <laughs> and then in the morning I'm like okay before the pain goes let me just text quickly whatever thoughts were. and the thoughts just keep flowing because he starts showing me from scripture connecting scripture with my experience of pain and how he is so alive and so present with me because I believe there are a lot of people who are going through terminal illness and they need to know that God is so close to them. But who can explain or who can 
you know, uh, express to them uh, other than someone who's been through pain themselves. And so um, just the other day I was quickly texting on my phone. I mean, I just put it all down there because I didn't want to lose those thoughts that were just flowing in to complete the chapter. And um, so although I don't want to be in pain for the rest of my life. I don't enjoy pain, but I must say that God has been so real in my pain and he's had a purpose. He wanted me to, he, he's achieving something through that and I had to be willing and uh, I could have said, I don't care, but you know, I just want to be well and it's been a testimony in itself. So even my mom, she says, uh, I have seen so many people suffer, but they blame God and they are angry and uh, upset. But when I look at you, I just feel so strong and I feel like other people need to meet you. And you know, when I, I just feel that there's something about the way you are handling your pain that others need to experience. And so when I hear these things, it just... It, I don't want to be in that pain, but I just want to make sure I make you know, optimal use of that experience. Uh, I'm just reminded of one time when I was, um, I was in, I mean, it was again one of those days when I couldn't get out of bed, but I was in a lot of pain. And I realized there was one question that I always felt like I wasn't sure about was uh, when we take communion, when we break bread, um, that phrase, do this in remembrance of me. Now, Jesus was telling this to his disciples who knew him. And when he's saying, do this in remembrance, they have something tangible. They have someone in front of them that they are going to remember in the future when he's gone. But now, what does that mean to me? If someone says, do this in remembrance of me, I don't have something tangible that I can relate to. It's just passed down um, verses in scripture. So uh, I always felt like I don't think I've got enough out of this. Like I haven't wrapped my head around this experience because it's I'm trying to connect with someone else's experience of remembrance. But what about me, you know? Like, how do I relate to this? And I remember that, day. I mean, this was always in my head, somewhere in the back of my head, that whenever I break bread, I would think, I would try my best to close my eyes and try to be as spiritual as possible, to have that experience of remembering Christ, but it never came. But that time when I was in a lot of pain one evening, everyone was out of the house and I was alone, and suddenly I sense God telling me, you want to know what that means? You know, this is just a little glimpse of the pain that I went through. And I actually experienced a little bit of what Jesus went through at that moment when I couldn't move my hands, I couldn't get on the ground, couldn't, I, couldn't get my feet down. And I, I remember just weeping that day. I was just weeping and thanking God. I said, I thank you for this pain because... Now I understand a very little, you know, it's such a, to such a minuscule amount what you went through for me. And uh, that made it so real. And I don't think I've asked that question again after that because it wasn't the whole, I know Jesus went through so much. And I said, 
you didn't deserve it, but I deserve it in so many ways. But you don't, didn't deserve that pain. But, you know, I could just feel, I, I mean, not literally, but I could just sense the the bruises and the, you know, the blood and the thorns on his head. Everything, just for a few minutes, I just felt that so real. And I said, this is what you went through for me. So thank you for reminding me. Thank you for listening today. Our mission is to revive the church to the power of a spirit-filled life. There are several ways you can partner with the Unseen Story. One, pray for God's leading as we pursue more of the Unseen. Two, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Three, share this podcast with your friends. Four, contribute financially at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much and have a great day.